Bretto after an extremely tough 2020 for many it is so exciting to announce our first in real life event for 2021 Oh, MP, it's an understatement to say we miss connecting with our tribe, but it makes the 2021 wellness breakthrough all the more exciting. If you're ready to rebound or to make a comeback and even make 2021 your best year yet, you are warmly invited to join Brett, myself, and an intimate group of like-minded souls at the wellness breakthrough from February 5 to 7. Imagine yourself tucked away in the serene Streslecki Ranges of Gippsland, Victoria. You don't have to cook, you don't have to clean or do anything domestic. We feed you, we accommodate you, we hold the space for you to create your own wellness breakthrough. Whether it's in your health, your relationships, work, life, wealth, spirit, any part of your life, you can expect major transformation at our most intimate event. We'd love for you to join us, but spaces are strictly limited to 20 attendees. And as we record this, we have less than 10 spaces left. For more info, to watch the highlights of previous years and to join us from February 5 to 7 in 2021, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. And at the end of three weeks, I was more well than I'd been in my adult body and I had to know how they did it. So I went, that's it. So I I walked away, uh, you know, from an 11-year relationship and just walked away from so much stuff and went, I have to get my shit together. And I went back to school and studied, but put all my specialty in, yeah, how day-to-day life stress compounds and taxes our health. So the emotional in the physical body and particularly adrenal health, because in Chinese medicine, you know, as you know, your adrenals are the core of your being. It's where your chi lives. And when you run out of chi, you die. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials. Here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to today's self-love podcast. You're going to love today's guest, the amazing Jennifer Jeffries. She's someone who I mentioned a number of times in today's podcast that I stalked for a number of years. We have been in the aromatherapy industry together for over three decades She describes herself as a psychedelic hippie committed to leaving the world a better place. She's a philanthropist who loves breaking new ground and living in the unknown zone of life. But after burning out in her 20s, Jen reinvented herself not only as a naturopath and aromatherapist, but someone who specializes in getting people out of survival mode and preventing burnout in the workplace. She is a registered aromatherapist and naturopath, and she is the author of 14 aromatherapy and health-related books including the number one book on intuitive aromatherapy in the world. I know you're going to love this woman. She has served on governing bodies of international aromatherapy associations, but our real conversation today goes really into the heart and depths and soul of who she is. She proudly calls herself someone who is a daggy dyke. Um, She came out a number of years ago after being kicked out of the army. It's a fascinating story of someone rising above and out of, you know, discomfort, hurt, pain, anguish and challenge and really learning how to redefine herself and how to come out and be proud and really stand in the power of being yourself. I know you're going to enjoy today. So strap and get ready. And I'm really excited to share with you the incredible, the amazing, the gorgeous Jennifer Jeffries. So as you can hear from that intro, you will know that the beautiful Jen Jeffries is someone that I have known for quite some time. I've stalked her, I've followed her, I've been in awe of her, and I love the fact that her and I have been in this amazing aromatic aromatherapy industry for as long as each other. And I just feel so privileged and honored to welcome you to the Self Love Podcast, gorgeous Jen. Oh, thank you, you stalker you. I know, right? Like it really is an interesting thing, isn't it? Let's start there. I mean, you and I have both had a passion and an interest not only in nature and in plants, you're a naturopath, you are an aromatherapist, you're an extraordinary teacher, but maybe just take us back a little bit. And before we delve right into that, give us a little background as to who you are if someone's been living under a rock and doesn't know the amazing Jen Jeffries. Oh, well, I always... I. Uh, say that I'm just a daggy dyke, which is true. <laughs> I'm just a big dag. I 
I, I'm a Brisbane girl originally, joined the Army when I was 17 and was going down that regular kind of career, really wanted to do a career in the Army and then got kicked out because I was gay at 20 and went into business, into the pharmacy industry in management. And from there I burned out. And then that took me into the world of being a naturopath because a naturopath was able to help me where uh, traditional medicine was not. And I was so excited. I had to see how it all works. So I've had a career for the last 30 plus years working as a naturopath, speaking on and, and working on preventing burnout in the workplace has been that stream. And then my big passion, as you know, is for the emotions and how our day-to-day life emotions manifest physically in our bodies. And that led me down the path to create the Aromatherapy Insight Cards, which I've loved teaching around the world for the last 20 years. 21 years. Holy shit, I'm that old. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be 60 in a few months, Kim. Holy shit. Holy 60 years young and, and getting oh. younger by the day, I have to say. Totally. Being an absolute nerd uh, around, you know, your research and all the things that you've done, you're also an advocate for being in nature and surfing. Tell us a little bit about those beautiful interests. Yeah, I've, I've been the tree-hugging hippie um, <laughs> for the last 30 years. I have. But it, when I was uh, 56, so the old second Saturn return, uh, I'd, I've always been a beach girl, you know, gold, Brisbane girl who went to the Gold Coast and moved back to the Gold Coast to live like, I don't know, 19 years ago or something and had always boogie boarded. And I thought, oh, God, Jen, you know, do something a bit more exciting. And my, who's now my PA said to me, Jen, we should learn surfing. And I live a life of yes, where I say yes, and then I work it out later. So he, he said, Jen, we should learn surfing. And I went, yes, Shane, we should. And then I went, fuck, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I took up surfing at 56 and I am so addicted. It's better than any meditation for me. It's really hard, I think, for a non-surfer to explain the vibe and the feeling in your body that you get doing it, but it's just my passion. I love it. Oh, and it looks like it. Every time I see your images, you almost inspire me to want to do it. I, I was watching. God, it's too scary for me, those it's waves. Scary those as hell. Waves. It's so scary, but I love it. Yeah. Oh, and I really enjoy watching it. I mean, as you know, we're on the Sunshine Coast, so whenever I get down to my beach, I get to watch people out on the surf. Always know when the surf's up, when I hear all the cars pulling up at 4.30 yep. in the morning outside my house. So it's Oh, it's awesome. And, you know, surfers seem to have a real, not only a laid back lifestyle, if I'm generally speaking, but they have a very, um, I would say, healthy physicality. It's obviously something that's very um, stressful on the body. And I say stressful, meaning that we use our body in such a way. How do you think it's helped you in the last four years? Oh, mindset without a doubt. You know, and this is your self-love podcast. It's a big piece. It is a primary piece of my self-care and and definitely mental health support nowadays it's huge for me way bigger than I ever realized Uh, and a couple of weeks ago where the surf was you know giant and way too big for me to even get in I had about 10 10 or 12 days of no surfing and I was toey and it was like oh that's really interesting this has got a bigger impact on me than I even thought for my mental health Um, yeah and it is a healthy lifestyle generally yeah it, it is, isn't it? And it seems to be that everyone, I don't know, they just surfers seem to have this really, you know, cool man, laid back. It's really cool. Why is that? Yeah, Because what I've heard when you're out there on the waves, there's a real etiquette as to how you take each wave. A little bit like life, it is an amazing metaphor, yet something happens for someone when they catch that wave, there's this respect to let the person take it. Is that right? There is. You get the odd dick who wants to barge and jump in and take more, but and that's the same as life. But the majority of people, there is. There's a, a real sense of community. And if you're surfing the same break, you know, regularly, people get to know each other. You know, all the old boys, you know, give tips. And uh, there really is a, a wonderful sense of community. And, in fact, Shane, my, my assistant, he says, Jen, it's like you've got the schoolyard. You've got everyone just goes, hey, Jen, hey, Jen. Like we all just lift each other up and cheer each other on when someone catches an epic wave. Like everyone's like, yeah. And it, it, it's a really supportive community. It's super cool. Yeah, I love it. Well, another community that you and I both love is definitely in the natural therapies field. Tell us then how with you learning naturopathy and obviously experiencing it firsthand, knowing that you really like to know how things work, what is it that inspired you to actually want to take that step and become a naturopath and how have you used it since? 
Well, you know, I was working in the pharmacy industry and had, and we, we, it was the 80s, it was the 1980s, pre-fringe benefits tax. Every business meeting revolved around silly amounts of alcohol. I was a full-blown, high-functioning alcoholic and had every legal drug at my disposal to prop my body up. And, you know, I eventually well, I hit a, I was going to say I hit a wall, but I didn't I hit a power pole. My body had been giving me lots of nudges for ages and then uh, driving home one day in a Brisbane storm, hit a patch of water on the road and I aquaplaned into a power pole that hit my driver's side door. And uh, when I was in hospital, I realised I couldn't go back to that life. And uh, checked into Camp Eden back in those days because it was the only health retreat all those years ago. And truly, at the end of three weeks, I was so well, I had to know how they did it. But, you know, a big part of it was looking at the emotional stuff, not just the physical. You know, I, I know I had two options. I had a, was at a real cross, crossroads. I could have just <clears throat> taken the drugs the doctor said, here, take these drugs, you've got all this wrong with your body. And there was way more than just being banged up. You know, my adrenals were burned out. I had Hashimoto's, just nothing was working for me, but I'd been propping my body up with legal drugs and alcohol to keep going and stimulants. And when I, you know, had that kind of defining moment, I thought I can't go back to that. And the naturopaths, you know, it was, you know, daily massage and, and uh, in, you know, kinesiology and things, working on the emotions behind the physical. And I got so many ahas. I thought, this is crazy. I, and at the end of three weeks, I was more well than I'd been in my adult body. And I had to know how they did it. So I went, that's it. So I, I walked away. I. Uh, you know, from an 11-year relationship and just walked away from so much stuff and went, I have to get my shit together. And I went back to school and studied, but put all my specialty in, yeah, how day-to-day life stress compounds and taxes our health. So the emotional in the physical body and particularly adrenal health, because in Chinese medicine, you know, as you know, your adrenals are the core of your being. It's where your chi lives. And when you run out of chi, you die. So I was... I don't know that I'd even be on this planet anymore if I hadn't making that turn. Mm. So I'm really grateful that I did. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I'm really keen to tap into this emotional side of things. I, you know, if if I put on a post on Facebook or Instagram or something and said, you know, sign up with me, make lots of money. Um, here's how we can turn this amount into that amount. You know, you get a huge response. Put on a post there about how to deal with your emotions, how to manage yourself, how to increase and, and improve your relationships, how to be a better version of you. And people seem to go, you haven't got time for that. Or, you know, it's I'll do that later. Or it's not really a problem for me. How do you tap into or make people aware that the emotional side, our spirit, our essence, the core of who we are, how we react to events, how we respond and how we create our relationships is all emotionally driven. How do we help people understand that that is one of the first and foremost places to address? Well, it is the foremost place. Like that, there is nothing before it. Our, you know, one of my favourite quotes is that um, our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings create our actions, our actions create our results. So if, you know, if I haven't got enough energy, just you know, having a raw, vegan, organic, paleo, whole foods, bloody whoopie-doopie diet and walking around the block is not going to get me the energy and, and true vibe for life that I'm after. I've got to look at what's been emotionally taxing me to make me eat wrong or be a couch potato or whatever it is. I've, I've got to look at that stuff first. Uh, and naturopathically, we talk about the triangle of health, which is, um, yeah, that there's kind of three parts. There's the attitudes and beliefs, which is all the shit we get from our parents and our environment growing up. We've got the physical element, whatever it is, but then we've also got our emotional state. And we've, we've got that part is always part of the triangle. And if we can keep that in a positive state, we don't get sick. We can't get sick. It's crazy, but we can't. We keep our body balanced. But that's the place that people won't go to. They think, oh, I'm off track. I'll eat clean and exercise more and I'll be healthier or I'll make a smaller body or whatever. Yeah, well, you've got a smaller body with a higher percentage of outer balances. Whether we like it or not, we're emotional beings. And I denied that shit for the first, well, 30 years of my life. And I know how my body operates you know, differently when I do look at that stuff. It, um, and now it's just a way of being. I agree. Well, on, on that note then, what is your definition of self-love? Well, doing what, doing what, I was going to say, well, if I did, I, no, I don't have a, a written definition, but if I, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is 
that doing what vibes, what lifts your vibe, you know, we all resonate at different frequencies. So I want to do things that truly lift my vibe. Now, no one's going to be 100%, but the biggest challenge or the biggest challenge, the biggest opportunity is to notice, which is what I'm good at nowadays, is notice when I'm off track and I'm doing something out of my alignment that I can just come back on track because the reality is we're all, you know, it's like a plane there, you know, on and off track their whole flight and we're the same. But people, when they're kind of outside that corridor where everything's really working for them, it's easier to stay outside than do the work to be inside. But it's when we're inside that life flows. So if you, you kind of button your head all the time, it's just giving you something to look at, you know, emotionally, whether there's a mirror in life, you know, when something pisses us off in someone, people go, oh, there, whatever. It's like, no, it's actually something in you. And we've got an opportunity for us to grow. So self-love for me is, I guess, being aware and then course correcting as we go along. I love it. I love it. You know, it's, you said something there that we can often get um, out of alignment, yet we're presented with opportunities or challenges, as some would call them, and we get these things. And how do you explain then, you know, for someone listening to this that's going, yeah, I know I need to work on this, but what do you mean being in alignment? Uh, well, when everything flows, like truly flows, you know, people will go, well, you're so lucky, you know, this works or that works. And even I, you know, I did a post on Facebook this morning about, you know, the fact that there's a picture of me surfing that, you know, when we, uh, you know, if we do all the, the hard work now, life becomes easy. If we do the easy life now, well, life really ends up being hard. And that at some stage we've just got to do the work. So if I, you know, if I use surfing kind of as a metaphor, for me to really flow and achieve what I want to do with, um, surfing, I've got to fall off heaps. And instead of falling off going, oh, Jen, you're a dick. Seriously, you still can't fucking surf. I go, you know, Jen, guess what? You know, I, I literally yahoo myself and laugh in the surf because it's like, yes, cool. You know, I'm, I'm working towards that 10,000 hours to master this. And it's like, I don't get cranky when I fall off. It's just like, cool. I had to fall off to learn that tiny little nuance to do that wave differently next time. And women particularly, but, you know, guys and chicks, but particularly women are really good at guilt-tripping themselves. So instead of just going noticing you're off track and going, yeah, this is really cool, opportunity to tweak, they'll go, oh, you dick, and guilt-trip themselves, which takes them further down that rabbit hole, which is sure as hell not self-love. But keeping myself in flow is going, yeah, cool, opportunity to tweak, off I keep going. And I keep moving forwards towards what I'm wanting in life instead of, you know, regressing back. And, uh, and stress, worry, overwork, guilt, negative emotions like guilt are more taxing on our body physically than anything else we do. Worse than eating shit food just is. So guilt is a nasty thing we need to release. It's so easy to say and, okay. and I've done it myself. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that? It, well, same. It, but I've been doing living this way for 30 years. So, yeah, it, it's easier to say. But I tell you what, the more you do it, the more you catch yourself off guard and, and, it's, and it's a way quicker response to come back on track. But you've got to start sometime. Well, you've just tapped on a really good point there. It's actually the awareness, like you said already, but noticing that when you do have the guilt feeling come up, is there something that you've worked on over the years when stress crops up or you are out of alignment or you feel the guilt or you feel, you know, you're not yourself, you're not living your truth, you're not living your vibrant, most beautiful, highly resonated self. Is there something or some tools or things that you've used over time that when those things, and have you got an example of how you've used those tools to get you through and practicing that over and over? Um, it's all just kind of become part of me now. So if I try to dissect something, the other day, you know, we've been on holidays and we're up in Agnes Waters where the internet was beyond shit. In fact, I had no reception for anything. And I had some webinars and some calls book that I, I wanted to be able to do. And when we just couldn't get it working, you know, inside I wanted to go, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> But it wasn't going to achieve anything. Like it was like, yeah, like shit. And and honestly, my my body defaulted, you know, for a moment. And you know, I said to my partner, like, all my body wants is a can of coke. Because when I gave up alcohol, um, I, I took up sugar to help me get off alcohol. If that makes sense. Um, you know, there was a transition where I was drinking Coca Cola, um, and my body automatically went there. I was like, just give me sugar. 
but I didn't go there. And it was like, yep, fuck it, but just deal with it. So calls I had to do, I just made the decision straight up and just went, they're not going to happen, send the messages. And, you know, I've done my best um, and, and just dealt with it that way instead of, you know, in my younger days, chucking a sulk that would have had my body, you know, so amped up in the wrong direction and everything that it, it was never going to, you know, you just go so far down the rabbit hole, it's hard to come out. So um, I give myself a break, I guess. I go, I am doing my best in this situation. I can't do anything else with it. I've got a choice which way it goes, you know. Yeah, I love, and I love the choice. Yeah, I, I choose to just go, yeah, I am. It, it pissed me off because <laughs> things didn't go to my plan, but wrecking my day wasn't going to help. So, yeah, had, you know, my version of a pity party for an hour and, and dealt with what I needed to do with it and then got on, get on with the day. Let's go back to the time when you were kicked out of the army because you were gay. Tell me how you have responded to that and how have you grown to entertain the thought that some people just think very differently and how have you become more accepting of those thoughts and yourself as you've progressed through these things? Yeah, at the time it was it broke my heart. It really did. I was going to be the 20-year career girl and, you know, my life, my, from, you know, 10 weeks into the army, I'd finished basic training and doing my driver's course. And from then they were trying to kick us out, myself and a few other girls. It was like actually real, for real witch hunts back in those days, trying to kick out gay people, uh, which I didn't know about until they were trying to kick me out. And, you know, from 10 weeks in the army, think my career screwed, which it was, hung in, you know, for the three years, but it was screwed from that day. It was never going to go anywhere. Um, it took a lot of reframing. <clears throat> Sorry, emotion in my throat thinking about it. Um, it. It gave me my sense of purpose kind of thing for the way I like to show up in the world. So they were kicking us out because they had been, you know, chasing myself and my girlfriend. What's the word? Um, tracking myself and my girlfriend. And when, I remember being in the MP's office and had, you know, the lamp a foot from my face big bright light and they're doing the, you know, at 2.30 in the afternoon, you and private, you know, this other girl, you know, left base, you drove 3.6 kilometres and you bought a hamburger without beetroot and a can of Coke and you went down a park by the beach for, you know, the, the river for two hours and 36 minutes. Like they'd just, they'd been following us because I wasn't out. And uh, from that moment, I've never been in, I, like, I am 100% open. You can ask me anything. How many times a day I pick my nose? I don't give a shit. You can ask me anything. I'm a, a totally open book because I'll never have anyone hold anything over me again. And part of that also gave me my drive to never be in the closet and always express myself openly. So if I'm walking down the street, you know, with my partner, I hold a hand. If I want to give her a kiss, I'll give her a kiss. I'm not into this. Like, hey, look at me, put on a show. I'm just me. And uh, it's those kind of things that's allowed me to be me that gives, uh, has given others the courage that I've met through the life for them to live into being out uh, and all that and all the, to all the, you know, so much gratefulness and thanks to the, the people who've come before me who had the courage to come out, you know, in the earlier years is what's allowed, you know, young people and just not even young people, just people nowadays to be able to come out and live the life that they want without being ostracised like, you know, I was when I was younger. So it gave me a drive for life to really just be me in my my true, you know, everyone in my rainbow colours, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm covered in goosebumps, to be honest. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand racism. I don't understand this kind of thing at all. It's just not in my makeup. But I do believe that we are sent, like you said, opportunities. And it's really hard when you're lying on your bathroom floor feeling like shite, feeling like the world is on top of you, feeling like you can't breathe through whatever challenge it is you're going through. Mm. I always try and remind my children, myself, my partner, my husband, what I'm trying to do is to say that out the other side of this, there is a gift. 
right now we can't feel it. Right now it's almost impossible to even imagine it. And I guess some people want to shove that gift right up your ass if, the, if you'd said, turned around to them and said, oh, there's a gift in this in that moment. But how would you say, or now, you know, nearing 60, if someone younger was listening to this, knowing they've got the work to do, knowing that they've, you know, there is some challenges that they're facing, they have been on their bathroom floor, how, how would you progress or process through these moments to know that there is gifts? Yeah, I think Dory said it best, and that's to just keep swimming. <laughs> when and it's you know, if I think about when I got sober, um, and I was, uh, it was like some days it was you know for the next minute I'm not going to have a drink. Just for the next minute I'm going to sit and meditate, or I'm going to do something fun, I'm going to do something else, and I'm not going to drink. Like, and I had to break my days down to minutes sometimes, and. Uh, and that's, it's no different when whatever it is that's challenging you, just just do the next step, whatever the next step is. Don't look for the right step and the whole big solution to the problem. Just just keep swimming. Just do, okay, I'm just, just going to do for the next minute, do this one thing. So if you are laying on the bathroom floor and the world's caving in on you, just sit up against the wall and get back in your body, get out of your head. So feel, you know, feel the coolness of the tiles on your skin. Get back into your physical body because that's when you can do things. When you're stuck in your head, you won't. You'll go down the rabbit hole. You've got to get back into and feel to be able to move forward. Your words, yeah, your words are amazing. Have you ever done a meditation tape? I think that's your next calling. (laughs) I've never done a meditation tape. No. (laughs) I just think sometimes that, that comfort, isn't it, that someone else you know, understands you. And I know to our listeners, people that are doing the work, people that are curious to know how others have got through their times. How did you manage that then through, I know you said you came out and you never, you swore you'd never hide behind yourself again. What's your greatest message in that, whether we're straight or or gay or whatever, how do you mean be yourself? Well, I, and this, okay. So I have, um, we all have a range this was explained to me by one of my mentors about 10 years ago. Um, so long story short, I was off at a, a retreat in Belize in Central America and on it. So I am the loud, proud, out there, Jen guy, okay? And I remember uh, in, in this retreat and the, the mentor I was working with is really good at baiting people uh, to, you know, to, to pull up what you've got to learn. And we're sitting in this, you know, just arrived, you know, just playing 44 hours to get there. I'm tired and stuff. And we sit down in the palapa and um, my mentor said something to me and I went, oh, piss off. And, uh, and I heard this, <gasps> and I went, what the fuck's that? <laughs> and there was a sound behind me. Anyway, there was a woman and a, and a man sitting there. And I went, Ugh, what? <laughs> anyway, I, uh, a minute later, so he saw that, which is just gold. So he saw that and then he said something else with baited me and I went, oh, fuck off, David. Like, really? Just fuck off. Just being me. And she, then I hear a sound behind me like someone's going to die. Like, (laughs) what? And in that moment, I got such a gift that, uh, and she was uh, of a different faith to me and, and really swearing and stuff was just not let alone being allowed out there, Dyke, was not in her world and she'd not been exposed to people like me. So I'm living at one end of my range going, this is just me and you just have to love me the way I am and that's it. And in doing that, I was alienating and disrespecting other people on the planet for them to be them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So love the teacher. He tied us together for two days. We spent two days of this this retreat for a week, uh, tied together. We had to do everything together. And we came out the other side just wildly in love with each other's, you know, passion for life in their world. So she got to, you know, feel me and I got to feel her that we had a real respect for each other and we ended up really good friends and just a different depth of friendship. And I'd hate to think that I didn't have her in my um, life as a friend because, you know, me being the loud, big dikey out there, Jen, 
close the door for me to see what other people's version of them living in their reality was. And the same for her. That was the thing. We were just a mirror on each other, a total opposite mirror, but a mirror. And so we both learn to live in our range. So that there's that part of me and then there's, you know, all the rest of what I am. And since then it's been really liberating that I've really lived into all the elements of me and, and have opened my world to be able to let so many more people into my heart. Does that make sense? Oh, my gosh, Jean. Could you imagine if the world lived like this? Could you oh. imagine with what we're going through right now? Well, everyone, and that's the thing. Everyone's got their own reality. And it's for us to, I think, it's for us to respect that that's their reality. That, you know, the person who, same as her, she was incredibly bigoted towards gays, incredibly just because she didn't know anyone and she got to know that I didn't have three heads and I was as boring as her in life. Like, but they've got their life experience that's led to us. So what if we choose just to show up in the world as a good, caring human being, not suppressing myself, but at the same time not shoving me and my stuff down everyone else's throats, just being me in my certainty. The fun part of getting older is, learning my or standing in my certainty to who I am I don't have to and I do you know me I'm the rainbow glitter psychedelic <laughs> whatever I am but um and I live my color on the outside but my just my certainty of who I am is that I don't do it with the brashness or the the disrespect I had when I was younger just trying to go fucking leave me alone I'm, I'm a dyke and I'm allowed and you know you should just accept me um, so I've learned a different respect for others that they're in their own reality to come, you know, from, and their reality comes from the life that of experiences that they've had. So who am I to say they're wrong? Um, I just, me being me can open their world to what's possible in mine. And I totally, you know, same came to respect how she takes a stand for life. I love it. It, it. On that note, with COVID and the year of 2020, and mm -hmm. I know everybody has their own viewpoint. Some saw it as an amazing opportunity. Others, it crumbled their worlds. And, you know, and then we, we, we come into situations now where presidents are shut down and um, people aren't able to have a, a voice, really. Um, I know certain people in the health and wellness industry that I follow um, whether you like them or not, whether you like Trump or not, whether you like anything or not, um, I'm really curious as to how we as humanity are reacting to this whole thing. What's your thoughts around humanity right now? And do you see us um, tipping one way or the other or do you see this as a break point for humanity? Um, humanity is in fear right now, that's it. And Marianne Williamson says, uh, everything in, in life is either like we're coming from love or we're coming from fear. And I did her women's retreat about three or four years ago. And it was all about bringing our feminine energy first and not, I'm not talking our girly energy, but you know, that being feminine vibe, which you understand versus the masculine doing kind of logical thing. And we've through all of this stuff of COVID and, and America and all those things, we've swung so far uh, masculine, it, it's that fear, bullying kind of vibe that's coming through versus the love vibe. It, there has to be a swing. There has. To, I really know. Yeah, there does, but I, I hope the swing can happen. Um, it's going to take a lot of people to stand and, and in, in that certainty and just go, not cool, but don't not cool take people, you know, it's like the stand and, and inspire them more than tell them you've got to do this, you've got to do that. That's not going to work because that's still coming from that. It, it drives down their fear. Negative feeds negative. It's like th there is another way. The age of Aquarius. But there is. We've, we've got to come by love, come from love. But we've got to love ourselves first. We can't do our work in the world if we don't. And that's why I love your podcast. Like self-love, it's is. It's got to start there. Look after yourself. Look after your family and bring that, you know, be a responsible human being and do cool shit on the planet. But just take a stand and um, be that vibe, you know. Vibes, to, you know, it's the classic. You've got a room full of people and, uh, you know, one cranky person walks in. They have the ability to bring down that whole room to be in down. You have a room full of 
you know, cranky people and one that's just kind of like, hey, hey, like, but a certain in that, in that coming from that love space and vibe, they can turn that room around as well. But it takes a bigger energy to stand in that and to bring our love to the world. And it doesn't have to be hippie woo-woo. It's like, you know, our feminine energy is way stronger than the masculine energy. We just get stuck in this logical masculine thinking world instead of coming from our hearts. Get out of our bloody heads and get into our hearts and feel again, especially from a leadership point of view. People have got to feel for people to want to follow them. So if you've got a leader that's out there not doing things from heart and doing it from fear, it's going to go to shit, I think. I agree. I agree. And I think more than anything right now, I mean, I'm not a fighter. I'm not someone out there saying you should vaccinate, shouldn't vaccinate, should like Trump, shouldn't like Trump. I I actually find myself more than ever in my life, I've become way more curious in the moment and finding it very interesting how people are reacting. Do you think that there is the possibility that none of us really know what's coming or happening, but if we take on this love vibe, if we actually just be a decent bloody human, like you're saying, realize that people have differences and no matter how aggressive or (laughs) how um, passionate people are about their opinions, what's your thoughts? Because the reason why I want to ask you this is because I know there's many families, people within families that have different viewpoints at the moment and someone can believe something and it's really rocking other people in the family's you know, hearts. How could we possibly sustain a healthy family relationship with such opposing viewpoints? Um, I don't think there's a magic answer apart from be the inspiration. Be the inspiration. Everyone has their own reality. You know, someone... You know, if you think of Vax, um, and I am an outly uh, anti-vaxxer. I, I prefer to keep my immune system healthy than go down that way. But if someone's brain is in that reality, that's their reality, and me shoving it down their face, what I think is not going to help. It, it's just they're going to they're going to want to defend. That's human nature. So again, it's inspire people. Stand in your certainty. Stand in love. And allow, you know, get that everyone, you know, one of my favourite books is The Four Agreements. Everyone Mm -hmm. is bloody doing their best. They really are. And sometimes their best is shit compared to other times, but they really are doing their best with the information they've got at that place and time. And hindsight is wonderful, but useless, so useless. Because we can all look back and go, gosh, I should have done that or I could have done that. Yeah, well, you didn't because the information you had at that time wasn't that. So if we... Just allow that everyone I choose to live by the four agreements. If you haven't read that book, please read it. It gave me a a structure for how to be a good human being. Um, I get that everyone is doing their best at the time. So if I come up against someone like that, I'm not going to get into a shit fight. The younger me would have. I would have done all that. Where I'm just going, yep. And I'll let it be and stay in my cert. And if they say, well, be it, say, yeah, well, I'm I'm an anti-vaxxer. I don't have to give all the reasons why in that shit. It's just my certainty. People will follow certainty. They won't follow someone who's justifying stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And for those that haven't read the book, The Four Agreements, it's one of my favourites. I talk about it in every talk as well. And for those of you interested, number one is be impeccable with your word, which is, you know, really interesting what you were saying, beautiful Jen, about um, being impeccable with your word is also, you know, around you having respect for other people's viewpoints. So, you know, often is it worth saying, you know, say only what you mean, um, speak with integrity. And then the second one is don't take things personally. And I think I've heard him speak before, Don Miguel Ruiz, who said, if we could only just take that one on board, don't take things personally, we would be better off in this world. Nothing that others do is because of you. And I love that whole line. Number three is don't make assumptions, you know, find the courage to ask questions, always seek to understand before you think you need to be understood. And number four, always do your best. You're absolutely right. Each moment that we're living in this life, we are all doing our best with the information and the knowledge that we have. So absolutely one of my faves. I read it a number of times a year and I'm really glad you brought it up because it's a simple, simple way that we could live through this so-called pandemic and and really live and come out the other side with a much higher love vibe. 
and we will come out the other side that, you know, the greatest thing we can give people in life is hope. And we've, you know, we've gone through crap in our lives in the past. Did it look like a pandemic? No, but did it you know, have the ability to rattle us to the core like this did to so many people? Sure. Um, and we come out the other side, just we come out the other side, but just like, don't get ahead of yourself. Just do today, do today, you know, look after yourself, do your self-care, look after your family, do, you know, do one little good thing, you know, for the planet, like whatever it is, just give someone a compliment, pour love on someone, like just do today. And then tomorrow, just do tomorrow, live your future out of your present, not out of your past and just keep moving forward. We will get through this guys. We will. I agree. I love that. Live out of your present, not the past. Such a good thing. And maybe something else that might be helpful for people is, you know, I, I heard one speaker say that whilst it's all good and well to be positive and to have positive thoughts, sometimes when we're going through a challenging time, it's actually more powerful to have a more useful belief. Like what's a more useful action I could take right now? And I guess that's that really sums up all the things that you've done over your life as opposed to becoming defeated from who you are or being kicked out of the army or having to face the adversities you've been through, you've chosen a more useful belief, a more useful action to actually take. And I really, I just want to publicly acknowledge you for that. I've, I've always been in awe of you. And as I said at the beginning, I, I have stalked you for a long time, mainly because you are someone who I truly value and really respect for the way you live in integrity and alignment and I just want to say thank you for being that beacon of light for someone like me who has followed your path in many ways into the health and wellness industries. And that's why I was so excited to interview you today because you, to me, just being, you are that love vibe, you beam it and you've lived it and not without your own adversities, right? Yeah. And I am, at the end of the day, I really am just a baby dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not special. It's um, everyone has, everyone has so much to bring the world. Everyone really does. It doesn't matter what you're in or what you do. We really do, but um, through self care, self love, and just you know, giving life a crack, kind of from our hearts. You don't know the impact you can have on someone. You just don't. I've lived in awe of you since I knew about you when you wrote your like chocolate for women book when I learned of you in New Zealand many, many years ago when I was there running some workshops and uh, same. And so when you said something like that to me a couple of years ago when we connected, I was like, fuck, I'm the one who's been in awe of you. And you were saying that shit. I'm like, really? I've followed your work for so long. And we don't realize the impact we're having on people on a day-to-day basis. Someone can throw you a one-liner in life and it can it can totally, you know, exactly give us hope and uh, you can change a person's life. You, you just don't even realise the ripples that every single person creates in life every moment of every day. Well, I want you to know that because we caught up at the uh, Aromatica conference yes. Uh, the year before last, we had a conversation and you basically told me to step up and into and out of my shit and into my belief of self. And you gave me a bit of a slap <laughs> across. A slap with love. <laughs> you did. You slapped me across the chops. And um, it's interesting because I've, you know, I guess like many haven't felt like I was worthy enough or good enough or knowledgeable enough or educated enough or pretty enough or old enough or young enough, whatever it is, there's always something that we could use as an excuse. But I took your words to heart. I went away from that conference and it's thanks to you in February of 2020, I launched the self-love and wellness mentorship program and out of inspiration from your programs realized I had the ability to do it. And interestingly enough, COVID hit that following month and I had a hundred women in there and they uh, have been so grateful for the journey that we've gone on so much so that I've actually, you know, I've decided to make it evergreen. It wasn't just a 12 month program. It's now continuing. Mm -hmm. Tell me about how, you know, thank you for that, by the way, it's, it's been life-changing. Um, but tell me about where you've gone with education. And you said you've been talking around the world for many years and particularly around emotions. I know you have a passion for essential oils. We know that smell is very closely linked to our emotions. How have you created a career, an education, a platform, and a whole lot of different tools and programs that we can all benefit from? And can you share with us what those are? Yeah, so um, 20 years ago, I was working in clinic 
and or more than 20, 25 years ago when I was in clinic, I was, uh, you know, doing the one-on-one patients and, and very much a part of my work was kinesiology and I went on to study aromatic kinesiology with Robbie Zek, who we both know. <laughs> and I, I am a bottom line kind of chick <laughs> and uh, maybe sometimes I've been known not to have a lot of patience in life. And I, I just want to get to the bottom line. I say I've got a boy's brain with a girl's heart. That's how I kind of show up in the world. And I wanted to, I wanted a tool to be able to, you know, have someone just go, what essential oil will help me in, to deal with life and my emotions I'm in today? So I worked with a wonderful intuitive artist, Karen Osborne, and we created the Aromatherapy Insight Cards. Now, uh, I left clinic to, to travel teaching it around the world. And it's been translated into, you know, Chinese and Korean and all the kind of languages around the world. And been traveling with that for 20 years now, teaching it. And it's all about working with the essential, the emotional side of essential oils. And one of the reasons I love aromatherapy so much is that, you know, the triangle of health, you know, the essential oils are wonderful at working on the physical side, but also the emotional side. And we are emotional beings. So we can't just treat the physical. So in clinic, I would, you know, treat physical things, whether with, you know, nutrition and herbs and all that stuff. But I always worked with essential oils as well in my protocols to help people because we've got to look at the way our body's dealing with the different emotional stresses. So I created the Aromatherapy Insight Cards, which have been around. They're in their fourth edition. They've been around for 20, over 20 years now. And last year, you know, the pandemic happened and I'm used to traveling nine months a year teaching around the world. Well, all the gigs got canceled and in international flights and all of a sudden I was at home. And so over that time, I've taken it to an online course that people have lifetime access to and they can run through the series of videos and that. And they also go into a closed Facebook group where they have direct access to ask me questions and Karen questions about the emotions and the oils. So the aromatherapy insight cards uh, came about and they're, an, they're a whole nother way for people to be able to, whether they just want to see what one card, what one oil will help them today, or whether they want to get a bit of insight around a question you know, what's going on. They can, they can see what essential oils will help to support them through whatever is going on in life. So that's been around now. The, the, the book and card set is there and also the online course is in place because I can't just travel and teach the workshops nowadays like I have for over 20 years. So it's been a real transition for myself as well over the last 12 months. Uh, but I love it now because people have been on my back to create that course for a lot of years. And now, yeah, I've got people in South America and all over the bloody world who have all got access to that nowadays where they didn't have access because I just couldn't physically get to so many workshops. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a change for us, but um, it's wonderful. And we are emotional beings, whether we like it or not. We have to look at the emotional side of illness to be able to live from a place of prevention and grow. So, it's um, a an example. Could you just talk to me if I sit here, I was feeling, you might not have the cards with you. I know you're on holiday, um, which is why I'm so grateful for your time. But if I said to you, you know, and I had the card packs in front of me and I'm in the room that I haven't got them in, um, I was just wondering if someone picked up a card, what could they expect to see on a card when they drew that? Okay, cool. So actually, let me take one step back and just I'll give you a living kind of example of, mm. the, emotions, of the triangle. This will explain it, my thinking behind it. So... When I was a kid growing up, uh, I wanted, when I was about 12, I wanted a cat. So I said to my mother, Mum, 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 I want a cat. She said, Jen, you can't have a cat. You're allergic to cats. So think about the triangle, attitudes and beliefs. I totally took on the belief that I was allergic to cats. And I came from a snotty family who was always hay fever or sinus, you know, it's mango season and the flowers are out or it's wattle season and all those things. So I had all of the evidence together that I was allergic to cats. Then the physical thing would be the cat hair, but then the emotional part, you know, if we'd go visiting relatives on a Sunday afternoon and they had a cat, nice knees, mum would go, yep, see, you're allergic to cat, kind of a cat. I'd go, oh, yeah, you're right, mum, totally, got it. You know, as I grew up as an adult, I remember my first girlfriend had a cat and I thought, wow, I'm not allergic to that cat. That's interesting. And then through, you know, the next block of years when I started to study as a naturopath, I thought, wow, okay. So as a naturopath, I'm learning about emotions and real and learning that, you know, there's an emotional component to illness. So I started to map when I would get my hay fever and sinus. And there was only ever two times. One was when there was something coming up I didn't want to do. 
And if I suppressed the emotion and didn't say, hey, I don't want to do it, I would, it would internalize in me and I would get more snot than you've ever seen humanly possible to give me the excuse to say, oh, I can't come, I'm sick. Uh, or if something had just happened that didn't go the way I wanted. And again, I, you know, I, I suppressed the emotion and got more snot than you've ever seen and, and that got me the attention. Because it's interesting as kids, the time we get attention is when we're sick majority of the time, not when we're well. So anyway, years later, I said to my mum, mum, why did you tell me I was allergic to cats? I'm not allergic to cats. I've gotten, and nowadays I have hairy cats. Uh, and she said, well, I don't like cats. And as a child, I took that on as a solid belief that I was allergic to cats. I was never allergic to cats. My mother put that belief there. It completed the triangle, three things in a negative state. Then the emotion at the time was I didn't want to go and visit those relatives or whatever it was, the thing that I wanted to do. And it manifested the illness that I could sit in the corner, or the symptoms I could sit in the corner and just deal with it. Now we all deal with, well, we all hold our emotions in different places. Me, it's my nose. I get hay fever and sinus. Some people get migraines. Some people hold their, t- their, st- their stress in their stomach. Some people do lower back pains or, you know, whatever it is. We all have a default that we run to. So imagine in day-to-day life, what you, if I'm drawing a card and, you know, you shuffle and just think about a question, what essential oil would benefit me both, my, you know, support me the best today and say I chose, you know, whatever card. Well, I'm going to ask. Oh, I've got a card deck here, Kim. Two good, 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 good. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> but that's the theory behind it. Yeah, I love okay? it. So if I just shuffle quickly, knowing that I have not prepared anything, and if I and truly, if I just ask myself what essential oil will support me best today, and you know I'm a 100% open book, myrrh essential oil. So myrrh is a beautiful painting. Um, so I did not do the paintings, guys. Karen Osborne, who's a wonderful intuitive artist, did the paintings. And I'll, I'll read out what she wrote about the paintings because that will just visually describe what's on it. Here is depicted a woman scrying with a, a crystal ball. The ball represents seeking future events and meaning. She's placed against a starry night sky, which also is reflected in her robe. She portrays the visionary energy. Now, the word that we have with myrrh is inspiration. Okay, and all of this come about through me uh, doing kinesiology and verifying, you know, with muscle testing what the emotions and meanings were for the oils, just because someone always asks that. That's how it came about. But what I wrote was remove mundane thoughts and be inspired by what is possible. Tap into your dreams and visions to release a liberating strength and awareness. Be curious, only seeing possibility. Myrrh helps you to be still and grounded while being inspired so that you can manifest your dreams. So if I look at that and I'd read that and I take out of it what it feels for me. So uh, here I am talking to you, you and your network of people. And my dream is to, you know, to expose people more to the emotional side of life and how we can live from that place of prevention by working with our emotions as well. And so with that, what I take it is that, you know, I am the ideas person. I have all the ideas. Oh, I can do this and this and this and this and this. But for, it's, it's still about being grounded so that you can actually manifest them. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Mur helps you to be still and grounded while being inspired so you can manifest your dreams. My, my dream is, my big dream is to, you know, to be the Ellen of the health and wellness industry around the world. Uh, to, to be able to have that kind of reach and, and teach people little, you know, life hacks and things so that they can be well and live from a place of prevention. That's my ultimate, ultimate dream. So here I am talking to you, which exposes me to more people to be able to continue that dream. So me attracting that card today just says, wow, I can use, I get off this call from you. And, and even while I've been talking to you, my brain's going, God, Jen, I can do this and this and this and this and this. So when off the call, I'll, I'll brain dump it and stay grounded in it and that will, you know, it will help me keep moving forward. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, I love it. And no irony that you drew Murr given our conversation. And at the beginning you talked about being the inspiration and being the example and being the possibility for people. I just, there's never an accident with the cards. No, it's, all, it's always perfect. And this is the thing, people, we're, we are intuitive beings. And little kids are so intuitive. They and just live instinctively, but then it gets knocked out of us. 
but this is the more you work with your intuition and your natural instincts, the more it just comes through, comes through, comes through. And my partner and I yesterday, we were talking about the fact that the more you raise your vibration to that, if you go off track, the universe slaps you super quick. There's no like delayed um, karma. It's like an instant. <laughs> this. It, it cracks me up. The more you, you get in this flow, the more it just, it's like it comes in and comes in and comes in. It's so cool. It's almost like there's this, once you see it and the universe aligns with you knowing that you're seeing it, it doesn't let you off the hook. It's not going to let you get away with it. You've got a job to do. Now you've seen it. It's going to guide you in every way. Do you know um, my aroma cards, which was an inspiration from your cards, I sat there and visualized with each oil, if the plants could talk to you, what would their message be? And I intuitively tried to tap into that. And my, my grandmother was an amazing um, gardener and, and my other grandmother was an amazing cook. So smells and, and herbs and things like that have always been very important to me, more from a family point of view maybe than a, than a science point of view. So I thought if Mer could talk to me and, and here's what I wrote Mer would say, my connection to intuition is empowering and I follow the guidance that comes with ease and grace. And when I listened to what you just said about myrrh and the absolute importance for groundedness, but also to know that when you are in flow, it comes with ease and grace mm. and to follow it because you've been called. I just, I find it really powerful. Talk to us about how you use the oils in a daily way. Uh, I am a smelly girl. <laughs> <laughs> My world smells. Uh, I'm a, you know, I Gosh, bloody hell, my, my face oil, my body oil, everything, everything contains essential oils. It just does. And even, you know, boringly, I still love to use lavender. And people discount lavender because it's like, oh, it's lavender. Where I still use it to sleep at night. I'm traveling, so I'm not going to travel with a diffuser. Uh, although I've had different traveling diffusers over years, it's another thing to carry. I splashed some lavender on the sheets last night when we went to bed. Like it's every hotel room I'm, I stay in it smells very pretty by the time I leave. Yeah, same, same. I, I, want, I want to ask you something. There's so much. Uh, you've been such an expert in this field for so long. And honestly, you can Google, you know, should I diffuse when I have a cat? Um, is my child able to use, have a lavender bath? I'm worried my boy will get breasts if he uses it. Like, honestly, you can be bombarded with the most insane information, so much so that I think pa- people get paralyzed mm. and in fear of using something so beautiful like an essential oil, yet there's no question, no concern, it seems, to put one of those plugins into the wall that are laden with all sorts. What would you say to someone who's been Googling things and and they're worried now about using oils in pregnancy or around animals or for their boys or their girls or whatever? What's, what's your overall standing um, stance on uh, safety with essential oils? No, I would say uh, a truly qualified and registered practitioner. That's where I'd start and get the, the latest true information like yourself. Um, my cat, you know, when I open my packing room, which is where, you know, all of my oils are, and there are <laughs> nearly 100 kilos of oils in there, um, insane amount of oil. She runs in and she wants to sit on the chair. Like, <laughs> it's the, my home is saturated with oils and she's grown up with them. And it's boringly, boringly okay in my opinion. Yeah. There's uh, Google is wonderful and Google sucks that people can get. They just take things for truth of being on there. So I think just get the information from you know, a registered practitioner is very different to someone who's just using oils and passionate about them. So yeah. that yeah. would be great, my thing. But, you know, nature is wonderful. Nature is wonderful, and the uh, you can't do anything super scary if you use the essential oils externally in yeah. whichever way. And like you know, you and I are trained in using essential oils internally, but I'm you want to see a practitioner for that, in my opinion. Me, but I'm, I'm with you for the safety. Yeah, it's boringly cool. Go for it. Yeah, I agree, and I think what's truly important. I, I'm the same. I've had cats live to 19. 
17. Yeah. The last one I just lost was 15. They've been around oils all their life. I used oils to conceive. I used oils while I was pregnant. I used them when I gave birth. I've used them as my kids have grown. I used them with my husband when he was an international sportsman. He would put drops on his collar for confidence or to balance or to calm. Like seriously, there hasn't, I can honestly say probably like yourself, hand on heart, there is not a day that goes by that I don't use essential oils. Absolutely. Same. Not a day. I love you. And I just, I know we're coming to the end. I know I could talk to you for hours and I can't wait to catch up with you girls at some point to have a nice afternoon of beautiful food and kombucha and all sorts of yummy treats. But if there was a message from Jen Jeffries that she wanted to leave a legacy or an impart, you know, a message to this world and particularly to this beautiful audience, what would that be? Uh, the message would be don't wait to get sick. Live from a place of prevention. What you're doing today is well and truly impacting your life physically and emotionally moving forward. I want to be the cool, fun surfer chick at 96 if I choose. I want to be a strong, fit and healthy woman you know, right through the rest of my life. Uh, but I know I've got to do that physically and emotionally. So just, yeah, think, live from a place of prevention. And live today out of your day, not the past. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And you are the epitome of that. If people, you know, wanted to follow you and learn more about your programs, because I know that the beautiful aromatic insight cards, the aromatherapy insight cards are not the only thing that you offer. And you have beautiful oils and you have amazing products and you're involved in a number of different companies. If people wanted to find out more about you or, you know, wanted to hear you more, well, how, how can we follow you? Uh, I have a podcast nowadays called Healthy Life Hacks. So go there. That's an easy place to find me. Uh, my website, jenniferjefferies.com. So J E W F E R I E S. And in fact, if people want to rock there and uh, I've got a free ebook, uh, they can just download. That's super easy on the website. And that's my How to Feed Your Body kind of uh, ebook. They can go and check that out if they wish. Uh, and all the normal socials. So I, I brand myself as a present day wise woman. So you'll find me either on Instagram, Facebook, that kind of stuff is either Jennifer Jeffries or the present day wise woman. But yeah, just, and I love answering people's questions, especially if people want me to talk about stuff on my podcast, chuck me a message. So you can do all the easy ways to contact me uh, uh, straight through uh, my website and social media. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. Now, if there was a quote, a favorite quote that you, I know you shared one earlier, but is there another quote that you could share with us and leave with us today? There is. It's actually a Tony Robbins quote. Mm -hmm. And his is, the one that I love of his is that nothing from our past has to influence our future unless we let it. <laughs> Isn't that apt in today's day and age? And given the fact that this is at the beginning of 2021, I've got to share you with this beautiful, amazing tribe of souls that will really understand that, yeah, our past does not have to create our future and I love the fact that you are the present day wise woman. I think everyone listening to this can be a present day wise man or woman. That's and true. I really do. Yeah. I urge you to follow Jen. She's a wealth of information. She, I mean, you've only just had a snippet in here, guys. So please, I'll put all into the notes, all the areas where you can follow Jen. I encourage you to get her cards. They complement beautiful with the amazing Robbie Zex cards. And I'm sure that complement with the aroma cards. I know that you can never have too many sets of cards, particularly when we're all searching and researching and looking after ourselves and looking for the bigger meaning and purpose, perhaps. So I sincerely encourage you guys to do that. Jen, any final words of wisdom? Uh, yeah, I'm just actually just going to give you a plug because people, you know, I don't do single essential oils and I 100% endorse your 28 range uh, oils. I, I, I choose not to. Um, just because I choose not to. And, uh, yeah, if anyone is chasing quality essential oils that I would 100% recommend, check out Kim's Oils. And I trust me, I am a no-bullshit real person. I mean. <laughs> and I didn't pay her for that. I didn't. <laughs> no, she didn't. Not at all. I, I, I don't bullshit, guys. <laughs> trust me. Oh, we know. We know. Look, I so appreciate you giving up your time on your beautiful holiday. I know it's been raining heaps, but I'm sure when you get back home, you're going to be in that water surfing Great up a storm. Tomorrow morning, absolutely. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And, pass, and patting those beautiful, that beautiful pussycat too. I just, 
Yeah, I love you lots, Jen. Thank you so, so much for being a part of the Self Love Podcast. I truly mean it. You're a treasure. You're an absolute beacon of light on this planet. And I'm so, so grateful that I stalked you, followed you, and that you in turn have done the same. What a privilege. Thank you, my sweet. Thank you. And by the way, I'm simply your mirror. <laughs> True. I that and I am your mirror. Oh, I love that too. Big hugs, beautiful. Love you, girl. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family. And head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.